Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery program, and I don't claim to speak for any 12-step fellowship. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 122, Stop Fixing, Rescuing, and Protecting Others, and Keep That Energy for Yourself. If you're a fan of this podcast and want to support it, please check me out on Patreon. If you're not familiar, Patreon is a platform created by creators for creators that allows them to be supported and rewarded for their work by their fans and followers. You can find me at patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. If you've been giving advice to somebody over and over and over again, and they never take it, this episode is for you. Stop trying to fix, rescue, and protect other people. Another name of this kind of thing is being helpful to be controlling. If someone gets mad at you for doing something and your response is, well, I was just trying to be helpful, that's a clue that you might be being helpful to be controlling. In other words, you want things to be done your way. You're attached to a particular outcome, so you're, quote, helping so that things will go your way. Stop it. Here's an example from my life of what it looks like to be helpful to be controlling. I was in a group of people who needed access to a building that went from having door codes to having keys to the door. And I volunteered to be the liaison between the building owners and the group. It was brought to my attention by one of the group members that they didn't ask for my help with the building folks and that I was being helpful to be controlling. And I was originally like, fuck that. What are they talking about? But as I thought about it, I realized that it was true. I wanted things to go my way. So one, I wanted my group to appear organized to the people who owned the building. So other people's perceptions are none of my business. And two, I wanted to make sure that the people in my group were doing things, quote, the right way, which means my way. And that meant I wanted them all to get their keys at once rather than individually stopping by to pick them up. I was trying to save the building people from the trouble, trouble of having to interface with all those different people in my group. Meanwhile... The people at the building also never asked for my help. They didn't ask for a representative from the group to get all the keys. They reached out to all the individuals who needed keys. So it wasn't my place to, quote, protect them from having to deal with all those different parties. So this is an example of being helpful to be controlling. And I will tell you that of all the questions on my nightly inventory, this one is the most difficult one for me to see because of my history of people pleasing, fixing, rescuing, being a saver, savior, and trying to be a buffer for other people's negative consequences, or at least minimize the negative consequences in their life. 
Like somehow it's my job to be the bumper on someone's car of life. What I've learned is how to put that energy that I used to put into fixing, rescuing, saving, and protecting others into my own life. Rather than worry about what's going on in everybody else's life, I keep the focus on myself. Just like the serenity prayer says, I've gotten the wisdom to know the difference between what I can and cannot change. I cannot change other people, but I can change me. But if I'm too busy working on everybody else, then I can't change me. And that, my friends, is one of the reasons why we do all that fixing and rescuing. It's to keep the focus off of ourselves and not look at our own problems or issues. One of the things that I realized when I learned how to reach out for help from other people was that I felt that it was weak. And I started to examine that and I was like, why do I think that's weak? And it came to me that I also realized that I was somehow better than the people that I was helping and rescuing. And I don't intellectually believe that. And that was very humbling experience for me. So I was able to stop doing that and keep the focus on myself and look at my own problems. Now, there was a few reasons that we keep the focus off of ourselves and don't look at our own things. Number one, we think that we have to rescue and fix and save and protect other people. We don't realize that we have a choice in the matter, which, by the way, is called a compulsion when we don't feel like we have choice. Number two, we've been told by others that good people help others. Now, this is true, but they don't rescue and fix and save other people. They help them. If you're interested in understanding the difference between being helpful and being rescuing, a good indicator of being rescuing rather than helping is that the other person is not meeting you halfway and you're more interested in the outcome than they are. Those are two indicators that I use. I also ask myself, what are my motives? Now, at first I didn't understand I was being helpful to be controlling, but once I saw it, it got easier. One of the ways that I was helpful to be controlling was that I was trying to control what others thought of me. I wanted them to like me, to think good things of me, think I was nice, etc. And it's not up to me what others think of me. What's up to me is what I think of me and what God thinks of me. And number three, we've been told that it's selfish to take care of ourselves. This is bullshit. I don't know who the hell is running around telling people that it's selfish to take care of yourself. My meditation teacher, who is Emily from Ziva Meditation, says it's like there's some guy running around telling everybody who tries to meditate, you're supposed to be able to quiet your mind when you meditate. She's like, who is this guy? We need to find him and quiet his mouth because it's our mind's job to think. That's what minds do. Well, I think if there is such a guy, he might be the same guy who's running around telling people that it's selfish to take care of yourself. It's actually selfless to take care of yourself. When you take care of yourself, you've been taken care of and nobody else needs to take care of you. 
And because you're taking care of yourself, your cup is full and you have something to give to other people. And by the way, we should be giving to other people who actually want our help, not people who haven't ever taken our advice after years and years and years of dispensing it because they don't want it. So stop giving it. Now, if you were to take all of the energy that you've been expending on trying to fix and rescue and protect other people from the harms that might come their way and put that energy into your own life, imagine how much energy that would be. This is why developing healthy boundaries gives us so much energy. We're keeping it for ourselves. Think about all the energy you've spent on all those people over all those years, many of whom didn't even ask for your help. Well, if you're anything like me anyway, if you start putting that energy into living your own best life, you will be amazed at what happens. What brought this all to mind at this particular time is that the other day I was telling somebody a story about a situation that happened a few years ago. I'd been in recovery for a while and I was quite aware while it was happening, this would have gone very differently before recovery. In the moment that it was happening, I was paying attention. I was in the moment and at the same time, I was observing myself and seeing how this would have gone downhill fast before recovery because I would have felt the need to fix the situation. So here was the situation. I was in the car on the way home from a fabulous vacation with my sweetheart. We had a phenomenal time and I was just basking in all the good feelings from the loving, relaxing, beautiful time we had. It was just an amazing vacation. He was driving and on the way home, we got stuck in traffic and he was tired and hungry and frustrated about the traffic. And then he had to pee. So he had a few things coming up for him at once. We came upon a rest stop and he had hopes of being able to empty his bladder and just rest for a few minutes. And it turned out that the restrooms had closed at 3.30 in the afternoon. And he got all upset about why the hell the restrooms are closed at that time of day. Well, I knew enough to say nothing because I had enough recovery under my belt. I knew that I didn't need to try to fix the situation. I didn't need to rescue him or come to his aid. He's a grown man. What I needed to do was just listen and then maybe affirm him. So I said things like, mm-hmm, yeah. Now, at the same time, I know that I would have handled this situation very differently in recovery. And I was watching myself as if this was happening in the past. Here's what I would have done. So I would have rationalized with him, which is the last thing people want to hear when they're distressed is rationalizations. And it would have said something like, well, you know, I'm sure they close at 3.30 in the afternoon because there were budget cuts. And like he would give a shit about that. And what that would have done was put him on the defensive because he would have likely felt like I was attacking him rather than helping him, which would have been my actual motive. And I can see that now, but I couldn't see it in the past when I did things like that. 
So what it, that likely would have happened, excuse me, would have, would have resulted was we would have gotten into an argument and then I would have blamed him and he would have blamed me and we would have ended our fabulous vacation with a giant argument. Instead, I didn't say anything. I kept my mouth shut. Now, if I had done the rationalization thing, I would have actually made it worse, even though I was trying to make it better. I would have turned it into an adversarial situation, caused a conflict between the two of us, instead of making him feel better about a difficult situation. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is that your attempts to fix and rescue other people are not only not fixing and rescuing them, they're probably making situations worse, like I just described would have happened if I had handled it that way. So keep your advice to yourself and your efforts to fix and rescue And take that energy that you've been putting into other people and put it into yourself and your life. What do you want, need, like, and prefer? Work on getting that or doing that for yourself. If there are situations in your life that are bugging you, fix them instead of trying to fix other people. Now, here's a little bit more about that situation in the car that was very revealing to me. What I did during the time in the car was I went inside and I realized how awesome I was feeling from our fabulous vacation. And it was also very clear to me at that moment, it's not happening to me. I'm not the one who's hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and has to pee. I feel fantastic right now. And I get to continue feeling fantastic even when he's distressed. I also realized that in situations like this, I used to feel the need to lower my energy to match the energy of the other person. In other words, I wasn't allowed in my own head to continue feeling the joy and happiness I was feeling because whoever was around me was upset. And I think, well, actually, I know this has to do with having healthy boundaries. Boundaries have reverberated into every area of my life. And one of the ways they do that is by helping me to contain energy where it belongs. So I can repel the energy that doesn't belong to me that's negative. And I can contain my joyful happiness So I was able to contain my feelings of having a joyful, happy vacation and loving even the trip in the car and repel his feelings of anger and not take it personally or feel like I needed to fix it or change it. You don't have to feel what others are feeling. You get to both repel their negative energy and hold on to your positive energy which is why we have more energy when we stop trying to fix and rescue others. This is what it's like to come out of enmeshment with others. We can focus on ourselves and put our energy in places where we really want it to go. Instead of letting it wander all over the universe and attempts to help others, many of whom don't even want our help. So here's my challenge for you this week. Ask yourself this. 
Am I more invested in someone else's life than they are? Am I giving unsolicited advice to others? Am I buffering others from the negative consequences of their own actions? If that's you, stop it. Just stop it and start putting that energy into your own life. If you need some help with that, it's kind of my specialty. I'd love to help you with that, learning how to keep the focus on yourself, keep your energy for you, and only expend it on people and situations you're actively choosing and where you're not more invested in the outcome than the others involved. And you're in luck right now because I am having a three-for-one special for my membership community, which is called Secure, Loved, and Brave. Normally, it's $97 a month to become a member, but right now, through August 29th, 2021, I'm doing a three-for-one special, so it's $97 for three months of membership. And what you get as a member is two monthly group coaching calls via Zoom per, per month. I guess that's what monthly means. <laughs> We have a private Facebook group so you can get support from me and the others in the group between calls. There are a shitload of resources like worksheets and workbooks and journal prompts for healing and growth. And then as a huge bonus, you get access to my signature course, Six Weeks to Better Boundaries with Barb. It's the self-guided version of the course, which means I'm not coaching you personally, but there are videos of me walking you through the concepts as well as a multimedia curriculum so you can learn how to have healthy boundaries. And then there are worksheets with exercises to help you build your own personalized boundary system so that you can hold on to your energy, stop giving it away to other people, and repel the negative stuff from other people. You can find more about my membership community on my website, higherpowercc.com slash membership. There's also a link in my bio on Instagram, and I'll also drop the link in the show notes. Take care, my friends. Take care of yourself. Hold on to that energy for yourself. Talk to you next week. That's it for today. If you've been finding this podcast helpful, please consider a donation to ensure I can continue. To choose the level of support that feels right to you, go to patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. Please also review it on Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe to it on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd really appreciate it and it helps others to find the podcast. Now, if someone in particular came to mind when you listen to this episode, please share it with them. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram at Higher Power Coaching. I run group and private coaching programs on creating healthy boundaries. And if that sounds like something that would interest you, head on over to barbchat.net where you can get on my calendar for a free 30-minute better boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. My goal with all of my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening. 